The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hoop ballers, welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. You can find us at Hootball Gaming as a show on Twitter, or the rest of the motherboard and mothership at Hootball Tweets. You can go over to hoop-ball.com, which is our presenting website today. Every day, actually. I go over to hoop-ball.com. I'm going to check out some of that great content, fantasy basketball blurbs, up-to-date, up-to-minute, up-to-second injury news, trade speculation, rumors, transactions, all that. We have a ticker on the right side of the website. I'm going to talk a little bit about the HoopBall Premium that just came out. HoopBall 360, it's going to include every dynamic of the premium content for HoopBall. And that content's going to be the Aaron Bruski 150, the player rankings for fantasy basketball award winning over the last decade, draft kits for your upcoming NBA drafts. Then on top of that, we've got the DFS pass for the DFS pros, Discord server chats, all that good stuff for them player rankings, insights, news information. Then you got us, the wager pass. You'll get all that, all of that within the HoopBall 360. Then you can break it down individually if you want. We have individual prices, daily top plays for the wager pass, digs and takes into our brains. Last three days we've been on a roll since we've launched, we've been on a roll, honestly. We've got a very exciting show. We're going to talk about what's going on currently. I'm in the middle. Uh, it's 12.45 right now, Eastern. I'm in the middle of the Iowa State-Texas game. I have Iowa State um, in this game. Then there's some college basketball going on right now, some live stuff. We'll talk about what's to come for today. We have some football. We have some basketball. We have some Saturday stuff to maybe look at. Right now, Gonzaga's putting the work in on Auburn, 80-52. to Toledo's up by two against Xavier. Pretty exciting game there. And then Illinois is going to tip off at 1 p.m. here. I have the over in that game. I don't think we'll get this out in time for you to hear that, but just to see kind of where I'm currently at in the timeline of our day. We'll talk a little bit of, uh, you know, we'll talk some exciting stuff. That's for sure. But before we do all that, I've got to talk about Manscaped.com, the show sponsor. Go over to Manscaped.com, use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping on their new equipment and technologies that just came out. Lawnmower 3.0, water-resistant, fully electronic. They got their new brand of briefs, their line of boxers, comfortable, moisture-wickening, supportive. 
go ahead and get over there, use those promo codes and savings. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping, like I said, at manscaped.com. Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. All right. First things first, let's talk some college football. We got some pretty fun games going on today. Like I said, Iowa State, Texas, ranked matchup, number 13, number 17, currently going on. Texas leads 10-7, two minutes left in the first quarter. But the first game I'm going to talk about, the game I'm most excited about early, is going to be Nebraska on the road at number 24, Iowa. This is a line I bet at 13 and a half. And it's actually come down to 12 and a half at the opening number of 14 and a half. So that's kind of odd. Over under 51 and a half, it's gone all the way up to 53 and a half. I jumped on the over early at 51 and a half. But for me, the focal point in this game is going to be the Iowa defense, specifically their rush defense, seeing as Nebraska runs the ball 56.64% of the time. Huskers are coming off of that stink of a performance against Illinois where they allowed 500 total yards of offense and quarterback Luke McCaffrey threw three interceptions. And also Iowa coming off of a, you know, they're in the middle of a three-game win streak, so you got the teams going different directions. Iowa lost the first two games of the season by a combined six points. So I think they're handling business against teams that they should as of late. Nebraska's, you know, a team that they should handle business against. I will say that the Huskers have an exciting quarterback in Luke McCaffrey, aside from all the turnovers. His ability to scramble and get out of the pocket and extend the play is very dangerous. Iowa hasn't really seen a dynamic quarterback like him yet with his dual threat presence. So that, you know, key for them is going to be containing him, taking care of business where they should, making sure they don't get bit by big plays by him. The Huskers do have a top 40 rush offense, but they will most likely be down starting tailback Dedrick Mills. Iowa averages 2.8 takeaways per game, and Nebraska gives up two and a half giveaways per game. I think that's going to be a huge part of this game. I think a couple of those could come in the first half to help Iowa settle in, go up by a couple scores, run the ball effectively. So look for the turnovers to play a role in this game, and then also how Iowa contains Luke McCaffrey. So my bet here is number 24, Iowa, minus 13 and a half. We're going to be putting one and a half units on that. And uh, that did make it into the wager pass. For those of you who do and do not have wager pass, now you know that bet did make it there. Okay. Okay, okay. Got an ACC showdown, number two undefeated Notre Dame on the road in Chapel Hill at number 19, North Carolina. Fighting Irish are coming off of a bye. 
but they also will be down two starting offensive linemen. It's always good to come out of a bye if you are healthy. They are not. Starting guard Tommy Kramer and starting center Jarrett Patterson have combined for 1,115 combined snaps this season. They're going to be missing out on that continuity and that chemistry. So I think it's going to be important to see how this offense can continue allowing minimal havoc and winning those line yards. Notre Dame has a defense that is top 10 in havoc, line yards, and success rate, but they give up a ton of explosive pass plays, and the Tar Heel offense does just that very well. They have an explosive passing game. They also have two running backs that can get you for, you know, 150 yards. Um, they move the ball very dynamically, explosively. So the, the specific strong parts of this UNC offense is making me feel a little more confident in their abilities to keep it close and that the Tar Heels can keep it uh, close to hang in there with Notre Dame. I wouldn't be shocked if UNC actually wins this game also. Not a lean, not an official play, just a gut feeling as a football fan. I wouldn't be shocked. Notre Dame playing without those offensive linemen. I think they've gotten a bit lucky. They've hidden behind that really good defense. UNC give up, gives up a lot of points, but they are actually rated pretty decently in certain metrics. And, you know, their strongest parts of their offense are the pieces that Notre Dame struggles with as a defense the most. If anything, this could be a really, really exciting game. I also think the under wouldn't be too shocking. This is more of a lean, maybe like a half unit lean than anything. Right now, I mean, it's it's way up there. It got bet way up. It just got bet up to 70. It opened at 64. At 70, you know, with these two defenses that rate really well in a lot of different measures, Ian Book and his inconsistencies and the offensive line issues for Notre Dame Sam Howell can turn the ball over from time to time, quarterback for UNC. I wouldn't be shocked to see this go under 70. The games I've gone over for North Carolina have been the ones that they've scored, you know, 40, 45, 50, 55 points in. And I was on the over train for a while there for, I think, three games with North Carolina. But they didn't face a defense of the stature of, you know, Notre Dame's. Notre Dame is, um, I mean, you could say it, they're an elite defense. But they've got to lock up the passing explosiveness. I'm not sure if they'll be able to against Sam Howell in this North Carolina offense. I want to say that I have a decent lean on the under 70 especially now that it's hit that number, 70. That's a lot. And then I also have an official play of plus five and a half for the Carolina Tar Heels. 
be an exciting game. 3.30 on ABC. It wouldn't be a Today in Sports Betting show without talking some Mac. Real briefly, there's a matchup that I really like within the Mac. Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, minus six and a half road favorite for Central Michigan, the Chippewas. And at first looks, I believe there's some negative regression to come for the Eastern Michigan team, specifically in the opponent red zone scoring percentage and third down conversion percentage. They've been nationally ranked very well within those departments. I think top 10. I look for that to change. And conversely, Central Michigan has not gotten a single stop in the red zone. So I look for that to positively regress. They have a good defense, pretty solid. I mean, they, they give up a lot of points, but as far as max standards go, they can line you up and they can play physical. I've talked about the amount that Eastern Michigan lost as far as their production from last year. But um, I think it's really starting to show now. I think all those weaknesses, all that lack of depth, now that we're a few games in, it's starting to take its toll. Their offense is only averaging 4.9 yards per play and 3.9 yards per rush. Chip wall run game will definitely need to get going in order for them to have success. But Eastern Michigan is a 100th or worse ranked defense in all categories. So I'm looking for the turnovers created by Central Michigan to be a difference maker. I'm looking for their run game to be a difference maker. This line opened at four and a half. It's at six and a half over under at 59. It's come down a hook from 16 and a half. And, uh, you know, I'm rolling with the Central Michigan minus six and a half line. And, you know, fun little, I'd say, uh, let's do a little sprinkle. One unit. We'll, we'll just go and throw one unit. If you don't want to, do half a unit. But we'll do Central Michigan over team total of 33. That could offer some fun. Eastern Michigan allowed 45 points their last game, and they've averaged about 37 points per game given up. So look for Central Michigan to get rolling. Take a couple of those turnovers and turn them into points. And uh, look for Central Michigan to roll here. That is my humble opinion. That team total over 33. Should be a nice little fun play too. Now I want to talk real briefly about a Pac-12 matchup. That's going to be a little later on. 4.30 on Fox. Stanford on the road at Cal. The big game. Approaching, I think it's like 40 years, 45 years on the, the bands on the field, the bands on the field game. And then the, I want to say it was the tuba player or the baritone player got trucked by the football player. Anyways, so in the early parts of the season, Cal hasn't been able to produce a pass rush. They've got one sack. Stanford's only allowed, you know, one sack while allowing little pressure. And Cal has the task of replacing those three key defensive pieces that they uh, lost to the draft, specifically in the secondary with Ashton Davis. Um, they all went to the NFL. So it's not like they just had kids graduate. 
And, um, you know, it's they lost NFL talent in that defense. And then I, I can't remember the kid's name, but they lost someone on the defensive line also. So with that being said, the continuity of the Stanford team is a little more intact. Obviously, with Shaw still coaching there. They've had better quarterback play this season, and Cal struggles to move the ball. There's a lot of reasons pointing to why I should take Stanford. And as far as, you know, offensive stats, Stanford is well above Cal. Cal's only scoring 18 and a half points per game. They have a minus 14 point differential. Stanford's winning the turnover margin per game right now. They just got to cut out the penalty yards. They've got 75 penalty yards a game. Stanford did. Stanford does. Originally, there was some value on the Stanford money line. It was at plus 105 or even money, and then it super swiftly moved up to minus 120, minus 130. So I'm just going to go ahead and take the minus two with Stanford at one unit, minus two at minus 110, hopefully for plus one point some odd units. You know, these offenses are both pretty efficient, so I wouldn't be shocked if the under was in play here. It's at 51 and a half. I'd probably be comfortable taking that down to 50 and a half. It opened up 53 and a half. Both teams have just been struggling. Keep it in the Pac-12. I'll talk about Oregon, Oregon State, the Civil War, minus 13 road, uh, minus 13 point road favorite in Oregon, number 15 ranked team. It opened at 16 and a half. So now it's at that under the key number of 14. 13 is still a pretty key number to me in that, uh, football. 64 and a half is the total. It's come up from 61 and a half. I took the 62 number in the total to go over. Um, I really liked what I've seen out of this Oregon quarterback who is now starting for Justin Herbert, who is now starting for the Chargers. Oregon State's given up a decent amount of points. Oregon has scored a fair amount. Oregon is at seven and a half yards per play. Oregon State 5.4, so not too terrible behind them. Both teams over 60% on completion percentage. Oregon State needs to step up on third down conversion to keep those drives going. They're only at 39.47%. Both teams give up about six yards per play to their opponent and 60% to the completion percentage and over 40% for the opponent third down conversion percentage. So room for some positive aggression for these offenses, a little more room to get going here. I would try to find some information on Oregon's injuries, make sure no one is gonna be ruled out. They did have some guys that the injury report was last updated on the 20. 
this is saying the 21st, but uh, it was probably sooner than that um, in other places. But three tight ends, questionable. Micah Pittman, what, their wide receiver, as well as Daywood Davis, questionable. I want to see what goes on with that first. We'll probably have up-to-date information, you know, probably like right now. So we'll be able to find that, use it to lock in some bets. Oregon's got some defensive starters that are questionable right now, so keep an eye on that also if you do like the Oregon side. But combined, these teams are allowing about 57 points per game. And scoring a bit more than that. So right now, 64 and a half is the total. I still kind of like the over on that mark. I know it's, it's higher than what I got and what it opened at, but I, uh, I kind of like that, honestly, 64 and a half. Um, these teams are going to have to finish drives. That's for sure. That's for sure. I want to make sure to point out that linebacker Noah Sewell for Oregon, he could play. He could suit up. He needs to. He's a big part of this defense. He leads the team in defensive stops. But uh, he's, he's a huge piece to have. Right now the Ducks are 93rd as far as the tackling grade rank. Their defensive, defensive success rate is outside the top 80. So... Um, yeah, I mean, there's pieces missing for Oregon State on the defensive side of the ball. Oregon's already looking like they might be down a couple guys. Their defense already allows a bunch. So I'm looking at the over here. I like the over. Oregon State, as far as their uh, matchup matrix against Oregon, you know, their offense – Passing success, they're 35th ranked. I know I, I, I stated that um, Oregon was not that great in passing success on defense. They're 83rd. Oregon State should have some easy going of running the ball, in my opinion. And then Oregon State goes very, very quickly. They run a lot run a lot of plays. They win line yards, 14th ranked best line yards team on offense, 77th to Oregon on defense. Oregon's gonna have to win early in the series in the possessions.
But that's my general thoughts on the Pac-12. Stanford minus two. Oregon, Oregon State over 62. Current number 64 and a half, a lot less value for me. But that's where I stand on that. And then for a couple other plays in uh, college football for Friday. Let's see, make sure I covered all of it. Thought there was one more game, USF, UCF, I thought was um, happening. Let's see. Oh, yes. Wyoming UNLV. No general opinion on that game. 16 and a half point road favorite for Wyoming. Over under 52. If anything, I like the over. What UNLV doesn't stop a lot of people. Wyoming's actually scoring the ball a lot. UCF USF. First half over. And play with UCF always, as well as USF? Definitely so. All right. I'm going to talk a couple of Saturday games, kind of run through my mind. I'm going to use my tally site, as I have but four on the show. I'm just going to kind of give you my general thoughts and opinions on a bunch of games, and then, you know, you can message me with whatever specific questions you have. But I figured this is the best way for me to cover a lot of ground, give some general information, and uh, offer some analysis also. So let me get my uh, tally site picks loaded here. Still top 20 in the rankings. All right, so I'm running through here. Got Bowling Green in Ohio. First things first, uh, I'm liking the over 54 and a half on that one. I mentioned the under in Notre Dame, UNC. UCF to win outright, obviously. And then the total of over 68. Wyoming, like I said, over 52. Georgia Southern winning against Georgia State, over 53. SMU is an outright winner, over 67 and a half against East Carolina. NC State to beat Syracuse outright, under 51. Both offenses are pretty inefficient. Syracuse cannot move the ball. I'm taking my Oklahoma State Cowboys uh, upright, head-to-head -head against Texas Tech. Ohio State, Illinois, over 71 and a half. Illinois might give up 60. Penn State, I'm going to take an upset here. I'm taking Penn State to get their first win against rival Michigan. Penn State. Spread and money line. 
Maryland and Indiana over 64. Ball State, Toledo, I'm taking Toledo straight up. Kent State, Buffalo Bills, or whoops, Buffalo Bulls. Uh, this is going to be a really great MAC game. Going under 68, Kent State's got an underrated defense. They create a lot of havoc. Buffalo struggles to move the ball from time to time, but they also have that elite defense for the MAC. Buffalo to win outright, though, in the under of uh, 68. Bowling Green and Ohio over 54 and a half. Bowling Green's absolutely terrible. Ohio will give up some points, but they also have um, an explosive passing game and balanced offense. Northern Illinois, Western Michigan. Western Michigan, I'm going to take them to win. And then over 64 and a half. UTEP plus 11 and a half versus Rice over 44 and a half. Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks over 55. And of course, I'm going to take them to beat Akron. Coastal Carolina minus 17. Go Chanticleers. You know how I feel about them. If you've listened to this show, if you read any of my articles, Chanticleers minus 17, over 58 and a half against Texas State. South Alabama plus seven against Arkansas State, under 63 and a half. North Texas, UTSA. I'm going to take UTSA straight up. Raging Cajuns, of course, straight up against UL Monroe. No opinion on the spread or the total. Auburn and Bama, Bama minus 24 and a half for me, over 62 and a half in the game. Over 55 in the Pittsburgh-Clemson game, I like that. Clemson might score about 40 themselves. Pittsburgh should have Kenny Pickett back, that quarterback. Over 48 and a half for Florida Atlantic and Middle Tennessee State. Troy and App State, I'm going to take App State straight up as well as minus 14. They're at home. Would like to get 13 and a half just to get under that key number. Northwestern minus 13 against Michigan State. Louisville to win against Boston College. Looks like another underdog pick there. Mississippi State, Ole Miss over 69. Woo woo. Miss, uh, Ole Miss to win outright. Purdue minus 12 against Rutgers. I'm going to take the 11 and a half with San Jose against Boise State and the under 58. Watch the San Jose defense. Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them. Hopefully that doesn't come and bite me in the butt. Kansas State, Baylor, I'm going to take over 46. Duke and Georgia Tech, it's at a pick em. I took Georgia Tech as a pick just because that freaking freshman quarterback, I bet against him a couple times, and he's got I me. Mean, I bet on him once, and he didn't return the favor, so this is my other shot at it. Georgia Tech, straight up. LSU, Texas A&M, I'm going to take A&M minus 14 and a half. LSU is a shell of themselves. Miles Brennan's out for the year. They keep losing people left and right. Their season gets interrupted every single week. It seems like A&M, more continuity. Kellen Mond is better at quarterback, under 64 also. Memphis and Navy, I'm going to take 13 and a half with Navy and over 62. Georgia against South Carolina. Georgia's going to go ahead and go on the road as a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. I like that. Over 49 also. South Carolina struggles to move and score the ball, but Georgia might be able to go ahead and just score 40 or more themselves. Utah. Utah Utes plus seven at Washington. Over under 49. I like the over. I like Utah plus seven. TCU, KU, Kansas at home, 24 and a half point 
uh, uh, dogs and uh, under 51 and a half. Go ahead and give me the Jayhawk spread of 24 and a half and under 51 and a half. Virginia straight up against Florida State. Arizona plus 10 versus UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson for the UCLA Bruins. Uh, their quarterback is a little banged up. He uh, is a really explosive quarterback. He's just not been able to put it together in his college career, and it's continuing this year. Nevada straight up against Hawaii. I like the over of 16 and a half also. Nevada and Carson Strong. Um, that kid is just dynamic at quarterback. Hawaii's not going to be able to stop him. Um, Nevada on the road, though, seven-point favorite. Key number, if you get the six and a half, I won't be mad at you. I like Nevada straight up, though. So that was a brief, quick, swift rundown of everything that's kind of going on on my tally site brain. I think I made about 80 picks there this weekend. So take some of that information if you want. Ask me questions about it. Look at my write-ups. Look at my podcasts tweets, everything that goes out as far as the content. And um, just to uh, keep it collegiate here, you know, because I think that's going to wrap up the football for me. Um, you know, Iowa just kicked off, was really into them. So I'm going to get off here shortly so we can enjoy some of these games that are about to start, some of the games that I've talked about. But Real quick on the college basketball side, because we have, um, you know, a little bit more time to talk about that and to familiarize ourselves with it a little bit more. You know, one thing I want to say, and before uh, before I do, I'm going to talk about mybookie.ag because they're doing a crazy, crazy odds boost right now. Um, doing a Black Friday odds boost. They've released the schedule of when all their different promos are going to hit. The first one was a point shaving off of the um, off of the Texas Iowa State game on the over under. They took it down to 49 and a half, and I went ahead and jumped onto the over on that one. And then uh, they're going to have all sorts of beneficial things today in order to come across some free money. So you go over to mybookie.ag, use pr promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You're gonna get 100% initial deposit match. You're gonna get free money, great customer service. You got this odds boost to go win some more free money. And um, it's just gonna be a profitable day with you if you um, if you line, line up with us. So use HOOPBALL as your promo code. And then go ahead and uh, let them know we sent you and they'll take some real good care of you. All right, so the bad boy mowers final, West Virginia, Western Kentucky. Um, you know, I'm going to take West Virginia straight up here, minus five and a half on the spread. I'm not sure. Over under 141 and a half, little, little eh. Uh, look for KU to destroy St. Joseph's today. They're minus 18. Uh, they lost to Gonzaga. They were embarrassed. Look for them to take it out on the St. Joseph's of Pennsylvania Hawks. Belmont, George Mason. This is going to be a real fun game. I, uh, you know, saw George Mason struggle against a minor, minor, small school in Queens College. And uh, Belmont, you know, they returned a good amount of guys. I like the Belmont line here, minus three. 
and then Belmont straight up. South Dakota and Drake. Drake, nine-point favorites. I think Drake gets the job done. South Dakota underperformed against Colorado. But um, Drake minus nine is a little too much for me. Boise State, Houston. Houston minus 11 and a half. Boise State doesn't really have a uh, – they don't really have a basketball program. But um, look for Houston's defense to be crucial here. Kellen Sampson's still coaching down there. UCLA, Pepperdine, UCLA minus seven and a half. I like that. I got UCLA in a three-way parlay um, today as well. Maryland and Navy. Maryland's minus 16 and a half point favorites over under 134. I'm going to go ahead and roll over 134. Syracuse minus 22 and a half at Bryant, at home versus Bryant. Uh, let's go with some chalk. Minus 22 and a half from the Q's orange. Why not? And then real quickly here, just going to talk St. Peter's and LaSalle. St. Peter's looked good in their opener. LaSalle did not. St. Peter's is minus two-point favorite. And um, I think I like, I like St. Peter's and the MAAC and the spot they covered for me the other day as an underdog. So I want to see them get it done as a favorite here. Louisville, Seton Hall, that should be a really fun one. Let's go ahead and just roll the over 142 and a half. These two teams are going to be looking to get loose and going. Seton Hall, you know, they're trying to fill in after losing Miles Powell. Um, and then Louisville, you know, they just, uh, they, they continue to be kind of middle of the road, middle of the pack kind of, uh, kind of a basketball team. Marshall minus 13 and a half at Arkansas State. Marshall returns some of the most productive numbers in all of college basketball. And I am looking for Marshall to kind of just start their season here strong against Arkansas State. Minus 13 and a half. I think they're going to be uh, physical enough on defense and they're going to hit some uh, high quality shots, high volume shots too. All right. I want to make sure there's no other super exciting, crazy games tonight. Liberty versus South Carolina. Liberty beat Mississippi State last night after losing to Purdue. So they're opening up this season with some tough opponents. Two SEC schools, one Big Ten school. Liberty is going to get it done against South Carolina, in my opinion. All right. And I'm just double-checking, make sure there's nothing else here that's sticking out. Still waiting for a bunch of lines and stuff to come out just because, um, you know, COVID. They're keeping everything a little close to the vest right now. And um, sometimes it's hard to get a little bit of information. All right. I'm going to get this show edited, posted, so that way you can hear some takes on uh, what I'm thinking. And uh, we can win some money together. Uh, before I do... I want to make sure to remind you to find us on Twitter at Hootball Gaming, or you can find me at D-A-L-E-007. Once again, I was your host, Devin Ellington, and uh, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. Don't do nothing crazy, but um, invest in the Black Friday odds boost that's going on at my bookie. Use promo code Hootball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. -L. 
Don't forget manscaped.com, Hoopball20, get free shipping, 20% off. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep this thing rolling. We got some really, really good content going in the Hoopball360 section. We're having really great success in the wager pass. And uh, we're just kind of rolling on along, guys and gals. So if you have any questions, don't uh, be fearful to DM me. Let me know. I can help you out in any way. Again, sending you all of my good vibes, all of my good energies. And uh, I bid you adieu. So good luck, everyone. Take care. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.